Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. From KMOX Sports. Okay, boys, here we go. Welcome to the Graybar Sports Open Line. Those bit swings and he hits a drive. He hits a slammer. Graybar, your distributor for electrical and data comm needs. Here we go. Now, Matt Pauley on America's Sports Voice, KMOX. All right, man, let's get going here. Here we go, here we go, here we go. Let's go. Well, these days, I am always coming on to somebody else's intro. It was uh, Tom Ackerman on Sunday, Matt Pauley here tonight. It is Joe Pot with you for the next couple of nights, as a matter of fact. Matt gets some much-deserved rest during this All-Star break. We'll put him back to work on Friday. Don't you worry. Uh, but he is getting some time off, and so I'm in the seat for the next couple of nights. So that's good news if you don't mind hearing me. It's bad news if you don't like hearing me, but unfortunately, you're stuck with me for the next couple of nights anyway. It is uh, All-Star Tuesday in uh, Major League Baseball, and so we'll focus a little bit of our attention here uh, on the All-Star game. One of the things you can be thinking about is uh, towards the end of the show, I'll ask for some calls, and I want to talk about the All-Star game, what it means to you, or uh, whether it still means a lot to you, I think is more appropriate because I think the all-star game, at least for me, it is uh, it's lost a little bit of its luster because of the fact that you have you have had interleague play for so long now. And now this year, with the start of playing everybody, you're seeing every single team in Major League Baseball. So it's even more it's even different than it has been in recent years when there's been a lot of interleague play anyway. But now you're seeing everybody. I mean, when I was younger and when I was a kid, you didn't see any American League baseball. You only saw the American League of the All-Star game, uh, other than like the weekly highlights on This Week in Baseball. You didn't see, and then you didn't see them again until the World Series. So it was a little bit different. That All-Star game, at least to me, felt a little bit different. I know that's not the case for everybody, and I'm not saying I don't like it. I will probably watch some of it after I'm done here tonight, but it's just not as it used to be. It used to be, man, that was the the thing to do. You wait for the All-Star game. You know, you're going to watch the All-Star game like 
he'd have any other chance. The other thing that's a little bit different, of course, is that there wasn't as much televised baseball as there is now, and you can see baseball all the time. And depending on if you've got the uh, extra innings package, you've got the MLB package, you can see any game, any night that you want. And every team is televising virtually every game, if not every game. And that wasn't the case either. There was a time when there was not baseball on every single day for your team. We saw Cardinals games here on Friday nights, or we'd see them during the weekends a lot, but there just wasn't the television proliferation of games on television as there is now. So I think that's a little bit different as well. It was another big game, baseball game on TV, national TV, and you're getting to see players that you just didn't see a lot of or any of from that standpoint. So later in the show, again, we'll do that like later in the seven o'clock hour talking about uh, maybe what it means to you and has it lost its luster and, or if you want to, uh, could you, is, are there changes? Are there ways you could we could update the All-Star game? We've seen a lot of the sports go that way. You've seen the NHL go to the sort of smaller games where you're competing division versus division. Football has really kind of changed. There's the NFL to the skills competition, basically. Now we get that in baseball with the home run derby. We got that last night, which was fantastic, by the way, if you didn't see it, as far as excitement and just the amount of fun that it is and it's and that the players were having and I think that the fans in turn were having because of that. So they do do some of that. But for the All-Star game, are there changes you would make with the All-Star game? So we'll do a little bit of that. We'll talk more All-Star game coming up here uh, in just a couple of minutes. On the other side of the break, Joe Roderick's going to join us live from Seattle. We're going to get to him uh, as close to 6.15 as we can because – uh, they're going to get ready to do the pregame announcements and all that good stuff there. And he said, you better get me quick. So we're going to do that when we come back. It's the Graybar Sports Open Line. Joe Pot with you on this Tuesday night. Back after this on X. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. 
plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Joe Pod back in on the Gray Bar Sports Open Line. It's All-Star Tuesday, and we have uh, somebody representing KMOX at the All-Star Game for us this year, which is great. You catch him on ClabesOnline.com. You can hear him and see him. He is a proud Alton Redbird. That is Joe Roderick from Seattle. Thanks, Joe. What's happening, man? What's going on, Joe? How are you doing? I am well. Uh, I'm not at the All-Star Game in Seattle, but I'm doing good. Um, so how many All-Star Games have you – you're always covering big events. How many All-Star Games have you covered? This is number four for me. This is the uh, – back in 2019, um, our friend Ben Boyd got me to go to Cleveland with him for that one, and I have gone to all of the uh, all of them since. So I've put this in the rotation now along with Super Bowls and – Whatever else I can, uh, I can find ways to, to get to uh, because these events, these are, these are the fun ones to cover. It's, it's laid back. Nobody, you know, you're, you're not asking them tough questions. You're not trying to get them, you know, you're not trying to get through those gotcha questions or anything like that. It's just it's fun to be out here and, and cover these type of uh, games. Uh, that is awesome, and we certainly appreciate it because now it gives us somebody live to go to during the All-Star game. And uh, you've sent back some some great audio as well, which I'm going to get to in a minute. Um, but when, you, when you're out at events like this that are obviously showcase events for the sports, what are you looking, looking for or looking forward to? What do you enjoy about kind of taking some of these events in? For, it, it's just – it varies event to event. Something that like this, first of all, I've never been to Seattle. Yeah. So just being here uh, and around the city is, is fun. And then going to events like yesterday, the media day was yesterday afternoon before the home run derby. And just going there and trying to find what to talk about with some of these guys. And I ended up having conversations with both Pablo Lopez and Luis Arise, two different at two different times because one's with the American League now with the Twins, and the other one's now with the Marlins, and they were traded for each other. First time since 2008 that two guys that were traded for each other are now both All-Stars that following season. Oh, that's a good And <laughs> Yeah, and, and it turns out both of them, I, be- I believe both of them are Venezuelan. They did not know each other. They had zero relationship until they got traded for each other, and now they're like best of friends. They wow. FaceTime. They FaceTime all the time together. He said they're always texting each other, and they've developed this relationship by never being teammates with each other, by being traded for each other, and now both having All Star seasons. And we we all know Rise is you know sniffing 400 right now, hitting 380 at the All Star break. So I asked Pablo Lopez what would happen if you faced him. You know how how would you get him out? And Pablo said his answer was that would be the easiest person to pitch to because he knows he can't strike him out. He'd just throw it there and let him hit it (laughs) and let him get it, (laughs) let him get himself out. So then I turned around during the next session and asked the rise. I said, Hey, I just, I said, I talked to Pablo, um, you know, about an hour ago. And he said, you'd be the easiest. I first, I phrased it. I said, you'd be the easiest one to pitch to. And I think he started laughing right away right. because he knew where I was headed with, with the rest of it. And they haven't faced each other this year. So they faced each other in the minors. But I guess this year when the Twins and Marlins played each other, it didn't work out to where Lopez was pitching during that series. How was the home run derby? Because on TV, it looked, uh, at least parts of it were just amazing. The 
the quickness, the the amount of home runs, the the sheer volume of home runs. It looked like it was great. It, it, it is. It's fun. And I get on TV, it can kind of get repetitive. I, I know, you know, back in the day, Chris Berman every year right. would, it, <laughs> with that. But, the, okay, so it's weird because it kind of comes in waves. The first round, the first, the, the first eight hitters, those first four one-on-one matchups, the way they do it now, those are electric. Those are fun. Right. Those uh, you you have the guys going back and forth. That you have, I mean, you, you yesterday you had Julio Rodriguez with his forty-one home runs. You had Adley Rutschman do what he did in the first round and thought that was going to be the best story of the of the Derby. And then Luis Robert just kind of comes in and crushes all of that. I mean, Adley Rutschman comes. Not only does he have his dad pitching to him. He switch hits in the middle of the round. Ridiculous. I, he, he goes left-handed for the first round, and then bonus time, he goes right-handed, which, by the way, a few of those left-handed home runs that he hit made it into the auxiliary press box. They have the auxiliary press box in right field down the line, and the first half of it is all covered, all glass and encased uh, area there. But then the other half is wide open, oh, and Rutschman hit a few there. I don't know what some of these media members are thinking. They have their laptops just out right oh. in front of them. I, it, it's, I, I mean, Rutschman hit some out there in batting practice. It wasn't like he was going to let up when the derby started. So <laughs> I just I, I don't know what they were thinking by doing that. Uh, but what happens, though, is when you get to the semifinals, and you're like, oh, we've already seen all four of these guys already. Like, okay. But then when the finals start up, then it gets electric again. And if the hometown guy is in there and he gets eliminated, that takes the wind out of the entire stadium, too. Right, right, right. I, I can understand that. I can see that. Um, is the All-Star game still for you? And I was, uh, I don't, I'm sure you didn't hear when we came on, but I was talking about, I think the All-Star game to me has lost a little bit of its luster with all of the interleague play. And now this year you're seeing every single team um, and now I will, I will tell you, I've never been to an all-star game in person, but just the event itself, is it still special? Does it still mean the same to you? I think you have to, you have to adjust some of your expectations that are, of it, or maybe you have to adjust the storylines you're looking for in it. Because back in the day, Joe, when, when you and I were kids and we watch it, you saw matchups that you would never see before. Right. And you saw the American League National League matchups, uh, you know, the Randy Johnson, John Cruck for the first time. I, I mean, those were those were great matchups. I think maybe now you look at it, not so much the dream matchups that you want to see. And I think maybe more of like the relationships that you want to see. Like, it would be awesome tonight if Pablo Lopez and Luis Arise faced each other in the game tonight. You have that storyline behind it, right? I, that would be That would be really, really cool. Like last night when you had – the, all, all three Cubans in the home run derby, you have these friends that are facing off against each other. I think maybe we have to adjust what we're looking for in a storyline and kind of go with that. Maybe former teammates playing each other or friends playing each other, stuff like that, I think is, is what's going to make it. And, you know, we got that in the World Baseball Classic. It came down to Mike Trout versus Shohei Itani. And that maybe I think that's the new era of, of these storylines and what makes this game fun. That's a, that's a really good point. I like I like the approach. I like the way that you look at that because those are the kind of – it's exactly you, – you mentioned exactly what I was saying when we came on the air is that you don't – you know, it was unusual to see the Randy Johnson, John Cruck 
uh, matchup. It was unusual to see these. In fact, it was just unusual to see, for us in St. Louis, American leaguers, right? We didn't see a lot of the American leaguers. So I like that, kind of looking for those different stories. That's a, that's a really good way to uh, look at it. So what now? Um, let's talk about, you said Media Day, and I mentioned that you had sent back some audio. You did uh, get to talk with or hear from Nolan Arenado last night. Uh, some takeaways just from, from what you got from Nolan Arenado. Frustrated. I think he frustrated looking for answers. And I would imagine that every single person that's wearing a Cardinal uniform would have the exact same thoughts behind it, too. That this is not what they expected going into spring training. That even if they even if they were at 500, I think that'd be frustrating for a team. But to be 14 games under 500, just trying to figure out why it is as bad as it is. And I know, you know, he, he talked about the fact they have the fifth best offense and to translate that to being 14 games under 500, it doesn't make sense. And I, I know the glaring weakness is, is the pitching, but still that it, you don't think it's going to be that bad when the offense is decent. You do have a few bright spots there, but we can talk a little bit about the defense too. And you know, talking about how the shift has changed a little bit with the approach. And you know what? 29 other teams had to deal with the shift. Were the Cardinals doing something so analytically better than everybody else defensively that they had, they were one up on, on the rest of baseball? I don't, I don't know, but it's, there, there is a, there's a lot of issues. And I think he's very aware of that. He did. I don't think this was part of the audio that you had either. Before, so that when uh, when we were recording that, Derek Gold and I were both there talking with him at the time. And before we came up, John Heyman was talking with Nolan Arenado about the possibility of being traded this year. And Arenado said, like, that's not a conversation that's been approached that they've approached me with. He said it's not something they've brought up. And he said I have no intention of bringing it up to them or talking to them about it until until it's brought up to me first. Yeah, that was interesting. Uh, I did hear a little bit of that, and and obviously he was asked about staying in St. Louis, and that's something that, of course, he wants or says that he wants, and the you know that he um, opted in for a reason, as as he put it. So that that's interesting, and and you know I think everyone realizes that this in fact is a business, and maybe this year more than any others, there are going to be a lot more going out than coming in t- uh, to this team. I don't honestly, I mean me personally, I don't I don't think Arenado is going to be moved I don't think you'll see a Goldschmidt get get moved but I do think there's going to be some moves and I do think it's going to be really interesting uh especially over the next few weeks after this break and then leading into that that August 1st trade deadline yeah and then I think if you you know it's 14 games under 500 in the NL Central I mean does that put them out of it I mean they don't have a zero percent chance of making the playoffs right now it's slim but it's not they're not completely out of it just yet, but if we're looking ahead to 24, you you keep a lot of the centerpiece of this offense and figure out what to do with that pitching, and they should be favorites in the NL Central once again. Yeah, I would. Yeah, hope this so. isn't a rebuild, right? I, yeah, I, I I agree with you. I don't think there's going to be a rebuild. I I I think the best that you hope for at this point is to get some really good return for some of these guys that you probably aren't going to resign or you have a not as good of a chance to resign. Yeah, absolutely. And you look for trades that even if it's not somebody that's going to help you this year, it's somebody that'll help you 
next year, I mean, right away. It's somebody that you can just plug into AAA and, and look at, but I don't know what assets you have to get a player like that back in return at, at the moment. I think that's the, that's, that's the big thing right here is who do you trade and what kind of assets do you have to get, to get quick help back in, in place of that. Yeah, it'll certainly be interesting, and I think a lot of that will depend on, like I said, the next couple of weeks. And if you know, if someone like a Jack Flaherty continues to pitch well, I mean, he's obviously on that list because he's an unrestricted free agent. Um, I would say maybe a Jordan Montgomery, but now you don't know what his status is because of his health. So it, it just it, it's going to be a really interesting rest of July. Yeah, and and I think you heard that same frustration. I think in Arenado's voice too in that audio. Jill Roderick, thanks, man, for taking some time. I don't want to keep you any longer. I hope you uh, enjoy tonight, and I hope you get all those uh, good matchups you're looking forward to and maybe an Arnado highlight or two. I, I want to do that, and then I know the pregame stuff is starting here in a few minutes. I hope they. I hope Ichiro's here somewhere. I really do. He, yeah. he was my second favorite player of all time. I hope Ichiro is somewhere here in the building and they do something with him tonight, especially with Shohei here too. Of course. Uh, that, would be, yeah. that would be really fitting, and I, I think that would be really cool. And I can't let you go without saying uh, Wheels said to say hi. So there you go. I passed it along. Sounds good. Tell him I said hi back. <laughs> I appreciate it, Joe. Good to hear from you, man. Absolutely. Thank you very much. That is Joe Roderick here with us on uh, KMOX on Sports Open Line tonight. He is in Seattle. He is getting ready for the uh, all the festivities and the start of the All-Star Game, which we are seeing right now. They are just getting those festivities uh, going and underway out there in Seattle. So we appreciate hearing from him and, uh, again, he did send back some Arnado audio. We'll try to get to that as we have an opportunity as well. Uh, when we come back here on a KMOX, we'll switch gears a little bit. We'll get to Dennis Dodd when we come back. Had a chance to talk with him just a little bit ago about everything that is going on at Northwestern with the football program. So you will hear that when we come back here on the Gray Bar Sports Open Line. Joe Pot with you. This is KMOX. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. It's the Green Bar Sports Open Line. Goes bit swings and he hits a drive. He hits a slammer. On America's Sports Voice, KMOX. Back in on the Gray Bar Sports Open Line on a Tuesday night. And we switch gears now, talk to Dennis Dodd of CBS Sports and talk about uh, one of the biggest stories now is the uh, scandal, if you will, at, at uh, Northwestern. Pat Fitzgerald, the head football coach, has been relieved of his duties. That happened yesterday. Uh, and, and Dennis, it was just Friday that we found out that he'd be suspended or put on leave for two weeks. And then they uh, turned course and, and let him go yesterday. And I know you had a piece earlier today, but is there something that changed in those three days? 
Well, that's my main question right now is what changed from Friday, two-week suspension, to Monday being fired without uh, with the administration being scooped by the student paper, with the administration still not releasing the report. I know they're a private institution, but this begs for transparency. And I think most of all, Pat, Pat Fitzgerald Camp wants to know, and I'm not exonerating him at all. I just want to know what changed because what I suspect happened is this is going to reflect badly on the judgment of the administration, particularly the president, Michael Schill, who decided, I guess, on his own on this two-week suspension in the middle of summer without pay during his vacation. Why, how did this get to, um, you know, a firing? And, it, and if not much change from what's in the report, then he has to take some heat. Yeah, I, that that was going to be kind of my next thing is that how much does how much do you put on him on the president Mike Schill who said uh, he released an open letter and said essentially that he kind of erred in his judgment, um, yeah. you know, when making that decision on the initial punishment. Yeah, I think bottom line when this is all over, I think they owe Pat Fitzgerald millions of dollars, and they're going to have to negotiate that in terms of the buyout because. This gets really complicated. If they if they fired him for cause, well, that cause wasn't there Friday. And so again, what changed? I think he got forty million dollars left on a ten year deal. And so I, I from from the moment this turned on Sunday morning with that president's letter saying I erred in judgment, but that he's going to be owed some money because if they if they do the big haircut, which they did, um, that's not what happened on Friday. So I agree. Yeah. So the other interesting thing is in the. And I don't know if it was the same open letter. It was the letter, one of the letters that w- went out. It said, you know, that they had had 11 players, current and former players, that have corroborated the incidents that have happened. And then yet today we get the uh, the statement, the announcement from Northwestern, from the football team that is signed from the entire yeah. team. So there's clearly yeah. a disconnect there. Yeah, from the entire team, who, by the way, was allegedly performing these hazing acts. <laughs> right. And, and – that no, at no point in the letter did they say it didn't happen. They said it was exaggerated, embellished, um, maybe a player with an axe to grind, but nobody denied it. So if we're just going to have a discussion about how heinous it was, then I'm here for that. But it's just it's just a mess. I mean, a wise, uh, Bill Canham, I think the old, uh, the old AD at uh, Michigan, this is years ago, was a marketing genius. He said, never let a one-day story negative story become a two-day story well this one has no end in sight right, right. now dennis dobbs of cbs with us here on uh, the gray bar sports open line on camo x uh, the other thing that that seems to be sort of that point of contention is not necessarily if pat fitzgerald knew but if he should have known right so it's that question of uh you either knew about it and that's wrong or you should have known about it and that's wrong so that's the that's the other thing here yeah, I mean, uh, coaches and, and other people have been fired because they should have known. And, again, if that's the standard, just, just tell us. Because it's it's a high bar, I think, to well, – maybe not – it's not a high bar to fire a guy. I think it's – the explanation is why on Friday was this two-week suspension. You know, and they, they broke all that news with those uh, stories with anonymous players. Ironically – through this whole thing, one player has gone on record. And I'm not questioning that. I, I understand why those players would want to be anonymous. They're worried about repercussions. Um, they don't want to be, you know, the lead story on Sports Center to have their names dragged through it. And I think that's a reason why 
uh, anonymity is granted by journalists in times like this, and it makes sense. But, um, yeah, I, I, I don't know where this is headed, but probably to court. <laughs> right, right. And further complicating this, or at least making it more difficult, I'm sure, for someone like yourself, is Northwestern being a private institution. They are not going to be releasing a lot of details, if any details, and they're really not obligated to. They're not obligated to, but they should. Right. Um, in something like this, there's a there's a moral standard. Um, they don't have to release names, obviously, but they have to say what went on. Or in in revealing during that six month investigation, by the way, anything they missed, because it looks like quite a bit from the outside. But we need, the public needs to know that, particularly the current players and recruits at, at Northwestern. I tweeted that today. When it, the NCAA probably has to release all these players and let them go. Uh, have special access to the portal right now if they choose. This is why the NCAA exists. Yeah, no question about it. So, And then further into this now, this goes, or maybe not this, but this is another incident in a string of incidents now at Northwestern. They're currently looking at or yeah. recently looked at Jim Foster, the baseball coach. Yeah. You had the cheerleading scandal from the very short uh, tenure of Mike Poliski as the AD there. So is it something bigger at Northwestern? Yeah, that question has to be asked. I, I don't know if I have that answer right now. Right. But what is what is the culture at Northwestern? We just mentioned um, the private institution doesn't have to release all that stuff. Uh, same at USC. Different situation, but the uh, the AD, Mike Bone, got fired when it looked like uh, the school didn't vet him properly. And again, they don't have to release the details of that vet, vetting process. But the L.A. Times has done a great job of reporting on, you know, the search firm they use, why they didn't catch this stuff. At the time he was hired, he had been reported at Cincinnati for a Title IX violation. Mm-hmm. Not, too hard to find, not too hard to find that out if you're a prospective employer and you want to find it out. So it's, it's college, colleges being colleges right now. This is not the first time this has happened. So next, uh, uh, I guess we just wait, right, and see where this goes legally at this point? Yeah, uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm interested in who's going to guide the program. Who's interested in guiding the program? Do they get a one-year, um, you know, one-year guy who just uh, is a bridge coach? Is there a coach that's interested in taking this over right now? How do you recruit to a program that's four and twenty over the last two years? That was the greatest thing about Pat Fitzgerald. He's the most beloved coach, probably the most beloved figure in the history of that school. Um, you know, and now this where he wasn't going to be fired, it looked like, for performance on the field. It was this that took it. And, of course, as an aside, they're getting set to, or they were going to be uh, getting started on a sort of rebuild of the football stadium there, and now yeah. that's going to be put on hold. Yeah, I'm, I'm interested to see how Shirley, and uh, I think his name is Patrick Ryan, who are the biggest donors at Northwestern, whose name is on the field, uh, view this. Or do they view this negatively? You know, Pat, the reason why they're doing a lot of this now and in the past, because of Pat Fitzgerald, they're going to have to come out and say something publicly. Does this renovation actually happen? Um, I think they're in the, in the process of it right now. So we'll see. Which is always sort of the biggest uh, group you have to answer to, right? In athletics is that group of donors. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The donors run things. Yep.
Well, Dennis Dodd, I know that you're short on time. I appreciate you taking some time tonight here on Camo X on Sports Open Line. We'll certainly uh, keep reading you at CBS Sports. You can follow Dennis at Dennis Dodd CBS, and uh, this will be interesting to keep following. My hometown. Appreciate it. Thanks so much. Thanks so much. That is Dennis Dodd from CBS Sports. We've got more to come here on Sports Open Line. Joe Pot with you tonight on a Tuesday right here on Camo X. Joe Pod back on the Graybar Sports Open Line. Happy you are along with us here tonight as we continue to uh, take you through this one. It's All-Star Tuesday night, as uh, mentioned previously. And again, just a reminder, we'll take some calls at the end of the 7 o'clock hour. So I want to know if the All-Star game is still something that is uh, on your radar or is it something that is appointment viewing any longer? I do like what Joe Roderick had to say when we talked to him uh, about just kind of looking at it from a different standpoint and maybe picking out some of those different storylines that you can use to make it more of a fun event, that it's not the same as seeing those matchups first time or those matchups that you don't often get a chance to see. Now it's more about seeing some of those fun matchups. Sarah Langs, who is a really good uh, baseball statistician, and has been in the news lately because she is battling ALS, but she continues to tweet out some great stuff, and she had something today that was really cool. So Garrett Cole is going to start for the Yankees, uh, for the American League. He is a Yankees pitcher. Last time the Yankees had a starting pitcher in the All-Star game was 2001, which was in Seattle. And his opponent in 2001, Clemens' opponent, was Randy Johnson, who was pitching for the Arizona Diamondbacks. Tonight it's Garrett Cole pitching for the Yankees against Zach Gallen, pitching for the Arizona Diamondbacks, who, of course, also is a St. Louis, a former St. Louis Cardinals farmhand. And he was in the trade for Marcelo Zuna that sent uh, Ozuna to St. Louis, and he went on to Florida, Miami now. And, uh, man, he is pitching really well for the Diamondbacks so far this year. He is 8, uh, no, he's 11-3, and three, I think, is his record at the All-Star break, so... Another one of those that uh, you feel like maybe got away. And, of course, last night ESPN had to troll St. Louis, too, putting both Adolis Garcia and Randy Arozarena up on the screen in their Cardinals uniforms during a spring training game or a spring training workout or something. And I, I think the comment was, this is nightmare fuel for the Cardinals or something to that effect. So, yes, thank you for trolling the uh, Cardinals fans here in St. Louis. Speaking of the Cardinals, Nolan Arenado did speak yesterday. I guess it was yesterday at Media Day that uh, Joe Roderick was telling us about. So I wanted to let you hear a little bit of the things that he had to say at his media appearance or around his locker, however they did it. One of the things he did say was despite you know where this team is, there have been some positives to this first half of the season. Well, I think uh, from an offensive standpoint, I think we're top five offense, and that's pretty darn good. Um, I think that's pretty special, and that's hard to do in this game, especially in our ballpark. So our offense has been really good. You know, our defense hasn't been quite as good as we want it. Um, we still have some good arms, and Monty and Jack, and my, you know, we still have good arms. We just, uh, it just seems like we just haven't played good baseball at all, and hopefully we can. They're not quite a top five offense. He's really close. They're seventh right now if you look at the stats, uh, and it depends on obviously what you're using. They have a 754 team OPS. That is seventh. In baseball, uh, if you look at slugging, they are right there as well. They are eighth in slugging. I think they're seventh in home runs. Now, at one point, they were on pace to have as good of a home run season as the Cardinals have had, period. So 
He's right in that the point is it has not been an offense issue for the most part, and I think most people can see that and understand that. One of the things that's been different is just their hitting with runners in scoring position, just driving in runs. That has been difficult for this team, and it seems like in situations last year where they would get runners on base and you were just sure that they were going to get the runners in, they were going to drive in a couple of those runs, it feels like the opposite these days. And John Moselak even basically said that yesterday, uh, Sunday, Sunday morning on sports on a Sunday morning. He said there's just a different mentality we have. It's not a winning mentality. That was basically what he said on Sunday morning. So that was really interesting. And then, of course, Nolan Arenado talked about uh, what uh, they can do or what he expects in the second half. I don't know exactly where you know we're going to go, but uh, you know we got to really – if we want to make a run, we really got to take off in the second half. And, uh, you know, our schedule isn't as hard or as complicated as it was in the first half. And I hope hopefully that can pay dividends, you know. But uh, that remains to be seen. We got a lot of work to do. But hopefully this break will give us recharged and ready to go. I actually think that there were some signs that the team was starting to pick it up as even within the last week or so of the first half, not first half, of course, by games, but you know what I'm talking about, before the All-Star break, they had the series win against the Yankees last week in which they really could have probably swept that series. They were really in that uh, second game of that doubleheader as well. But then it felt like, of course, taking the steps backwards, and that's always that's what this team has been about this year. You get those positive steps you make some what appears to be momentum and then you drop back and that happened with losing three in a row at Miami to start that series and of course losing in uh, a tough way the uh, that third game on the air in the ninth inning after you get the big hit from um, from Jordan Walker but if you look at some of the starting pitching performances that's where I feel like there was definitely the uptick you had the start from Jack Flaherty Then you get the start from Montgomery, which was really good in Chicago. And, of course, the team fell apart after he left the game, and we still don't know exactly how that's going to affect him going forward long-term for Jordan Montgomery, the hamstring. Uh, Then you get the really good start from Miles Michaelis. Um, And so there were a lot of good things, and and that game against with Miles Michaelis was the blueprint of how you would draw it up, right? Seven from Michaelis, one from Gallegos, and one from Hicks. Jordan Hicks at the back end of the bullpen, in my opinion, has been the biggest positive change to this team. It's made a huge difference. Uh, And I will tell you, when Ryan Helsley comes back, he doesn't get to be your closer until Jordan Hicks is not your closer, whether that comes from a deal that's made or that comes from Jordan Hicks is not performing any longer. But I would not just insert Ryan Helsley back into the closing role because I think Jordan Hicks has proven not only that he can take that closing role, I think that he has proven that he can also pitch, I believe, pitch a little better out of trouble. So if he if guys do get on base, it's not assured it's not assured to blow up like it feels like it is with Ryan Helsley. And he can pitch on back to back days. When he first took over that spot, I think he pitched three in a row and then four out of five or five out of six, something like that. And that's the other thing that I want out of a closer is I want that ability to, if we need to call on you four nights of a, four nights in a week, then you better be ready. And Ryan Helsley isn't that guy. He hasn't been that guy. or Nor can he be a multiple innings guy, Ryan Helsley. He hasn't been anyway. 
So I think the Jordan Hicks in that closer role, that was the first positive step that this team made. Um, and it came just sort of not out of luck, out of happenstance because of the injury to Ryan Helsley. Back to Nolan Arenado because he did address the possible rumors or if they're thinking of trading him or would he be traded here at the deadline. So uh, that's here's what he said on that. We haven't had a whole lot of talks yet, um, but you know I'm just focused on the day to day. You know until that com- until the conversation happens. You know I'm trying not to think about it. I understand where our position is, and I understand that things are probably going to happen. But you know until it involves me, I try not to give it too much thought. Of course, uh, what you would expect him to say, right? Exactly those type of things that they don't involve him. They haven't had talks. He doesn't have any kind of comment as far as that goes. But he was asked sort of more clearly, do you want to stay in St. Louis? Yeah, absolutely. You know, I think, I mean, I opted in for a reason, right? Yeah. So, you know, there's a reason why I opted in. And, uh, you know, if I didn't feel that way, I definitely wouldn't have done that. So you see it through the years here. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, I, I don't know how this goes. It's a business. I don't know how it goes. But, you know, I do, you know, there's a reason why I opted in. And I do love St. Louis. My family loves it. So we just want to turn it around. So also good things. That's what you want to hear again is, yes, I love St. Louis. That's why I opted in. Now we've heard a ton about the meeting that happened in the offseason between John Mozalak and whether Gersh was involved or whoever was involved in going out and talking to Nolan Arenado and whatever they said and however they sold it. But maybe part of that was if things aren't going well, we'll send you somewhere else. So I, I think that that is something that has to be in the back of your mind because whatever they told him, he was content with, and it got him to re-up and come back to St. Louis and not take his chances on the open market where he probably would have been paid more. He did opt for the security, and as he said, he likes St. Louis. His family likes St. Louis. I have no reason to doubt any of that. I just wonder if part of that conversation wasn't if it comes up and if things aren't going well, we will certainly entertain moving you somewhere to a contender or somewhere that is going to be you know, better baseball. I think that's a possibility. We shall see. Second hour of Sports Open Line is coming up after the news. We'll talk with Mr. Soccer, Bill McDermott, uh, about all things St. Louis City as well as some U.S. national team stuff during that time. And then again, at the end of the hour, we'll take some calls, take some reaction, and uh, I want to know about All-Star Game. How is it to you? Do you still like it? Is it still a big deal to you? It's the Graybar Sports Open Line. Joe Pot with you. We're coming back after the news on X. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. T-Mobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. 
Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 